public speaking. It's not easy, and that's why we hide behind a microphone. On this week's Emerge Conflict, we help Frank become super successful in his upcoming session. We talk about tips and tricks on delivering technical content, such as setting up your IDE and using big, big fonts. But first, a word from our sponsor. BitRise is everything that you need for continuous integration and delivery for your mobile apps. BitRise automates your build, testing, and deployment cycles with dozens of amazing integrations for your favorite services, which you can chain together to craft powerful workflows. Automate your iOS, Android, and Xamarin applications with BitRise in minutes. To learn more about BitRise and to help support Merge Conflict, visit bitrise.io slash mergeconflict. That's B-I-T-R-I-S-E dot I-O slash mergeconflict for an exclusive discount code when you upgrade to the pro plan. Now, in a couple weeks, I will be presenting in London, and I'm very excited about it, but I actually haven't presented in a while. And I thought this would be a great time since I have James all to myself, or we have James all to ourselves, uh, to pick his brain a little bit, since if you don't know, James is kind of a master presenter. It's almost like someone pays me to professionally present content. (laughs) Were you a professional when they first started paying you or one instantaneous moment after they started paying you? No, I mean, so what's interesting is, is while I always joke about like, oh, it's, you know, it's my professional duty. And and to some extent it is, I think I just enjoy presenting because I love what I do, right? I love the the topics that I present and I get to pick my topics. But before I joined Xamarin and, and now Microsoft, obviously, I never professionally or ever presented in my life. I never <laughs> went to a user group, never went to a code camp. I never had to present at the company, you know, where someone highly suggests that you present to the team. I did. I mean, we did stand up meetings, yeah, I guess. It doesn't count. If you don't have you to know, make a PowerPoint, it doesn't count. No, we didn't. I never had to do a PowerPoint. I remember at Canon, I... Um, we went to a conference and we were supposed to like do a presentation and like they never made me do it. And I was like, okay, good. You know, <laughs> but, but it was prepared. You wrote it. You were a good employee. No, no, absolutely not. I had <laughs> notes on a piece of paper. Yeah, I just no, was that's a good option too. I, I often wonder, like you, you hear some people say, oh, you can just speak extemporaneously and in the moment and just wing it. But no, I don't think for technical presentations, that's a very good idea. Yeah. And I learned, I learned specifically that, it, you know, there, I've been doing a lot of different types of presentations, some kind of general, you know, more uh, motivational type, you know, mm. sessions, like general sessions. And then really mine are de- always demotivating. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully they're all motivating and you love what you're presenting on. But I often, you know, just present really technical code heavy material, which tutorial um, style. You, yeah, you can do that, right? You, that's in your mm-hmm. skill set. Yeah, to me, it's all about I want to show you something that's really cool. Like this is a cool topic. I want to show you why, like how, what it is, how it works, why you should care about it. And then this, let me, let me show you it in action. Yeah, r- real low level. I've, I've seen a lot of your presentations. Now you pretty much always have a code demo where me on the other side, I try actually to be a little bit higher level. I kind of mm-hmm. avoid code demos at all costs. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, so what, well, how did you, well, first off, how did you even get yourself in this predicament mm. that you're presenting in London? How did, how did you get sucked into presenting? Because <laughs> you're not, by, by day, Frank, you're no, not uh, presenting no. every week, right? And actually the building manager at my apartment, she noticed I've been traveling a lot. She's like, do you travel for work? And I'm like, no, I really don't. But <laughs> somehow I keep traveling. Uh, in this case, uh, a friend uh, got somehow put in charge of putting on some part of a conference 
and they asked for my help to present some content and I said yes. So networking, I guess. That's good. <laughs> if you want to be terrible about it. But yeah. actually, I, I'll take a step back and how I first started presenting it all all because of my nemesis on IRC, Jeff Norton from the Mono team. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, th- there was a Mono conference um, many years ago. I don't even remember the date. And he suggested that I go present. And this was the first time I'd ever considered presenting. And he just kind of egged me on and kept pushing me until I applied and started. I ended up loving it. That's the way to do it. You go all in. Yeah, it was in Texas. I had a great time. I met a lot of fantastic people for the first time. It's the conference, whatever. <laughs> met a lot of great people for the first time. Well, now, did you get to actually pick, like, what's important is, did you get to pick your topic and, like, kind yes. of submit stuff? And uh, Pretty much every time I've presented, I've been able to pick the topic, which is really great. I, I love that freedom. But some other times, I feel like I wish I could just be in teacher mode and someone would just say, here's a topic, teach these people that topic that sounds yeah, kind of fun too yeah my favorite part of presenting is that i i always get to craft my own topics and i get to present on whatever i want to present it's on good so. and bad though too because you have to anticipate a what will people be interested in mm-hmm. what could they actually use i i hate to like give a presentation full of like high level concepts or something that you just can't apply yeah well i mean yeah when i look at conferences and even user groups. So like I, I kind of go through different tiers. Like if I'm presenting at a user group or a code camp, it's usually some something exploratory. I'm trying to, you know, feel out some new waters or I just found something really cool. When I go to conferences, conferences are usually based on a theme and sometimes they're mm-hmm. even like themes for the sessions. So they yeah. could be around Visual Studio, about mobile development or cloud connected. So I'll, I'll craft something around that. But I will say... Well, that's just being polite to the organizers. Yeah. That's terrible if they invite you to their conference and you speak on a whole different topic. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I like to throw a bunch of random things in there too. My favorite thing to do is to throw in a topic that I'm interested in but have no idea how to do yet. Because mm, um, the they, challenge ones, I yes. consider doing this all the time, but I know what happens every single time I do that. I wait and I wait and I wait to create my awesome library, my awesome demo app, or my mm-hmm. awesome algorithm. Because you know what, that turns out to be actual work. Then it is actual work. <laughs> yeah. and so I always say, only submit one of those. Don't submit like four of those because if they submit and one they a year, off. two a year tops, because yeah. they're going to take work. And if, and if it goes well, then you can, you know, roll that into your actual, um, I have a whole folder of, you know, submissions, which are my folders. This is the title. This is the content. This is the three bullet points that people will learn. But even though I do do pretty technical sessions, I mean, I went into not knowing anything about presenting. So when, Mm -hmm. when you talk about, you know, you, you started a few years ago and kind of got into, you got to pick your topics and you're going here to help friends. It's like, it's like having fun with presenting. And when, when I went at least, um, you know, I was presenting on Xamarin It's pretty, pretty straightforward. It was like a intro one-on-one session oh, no, to Xamarin. No, intro, yeah. yeah. Just here it is. But I've been using Xamarin for two years. So I definitely knew it like that was important is yeah, it's much tougher to get up and present something you barely know. I feel yeah. really bad for teachers that have to have a wide variety of topics. Or the worst is if someone comes and gives you a, yeah, oh, here's the topic and the slide deck and the demo. And if that ever happens, I go... Well, then you're just a talking mouth. You're just an actor at that point. You're yeah. just 
model. <laughs> and then I take that and I go, mm, no, thank you. Like maybe I'll use some of your slides and maybe I'll remix some things around, but I'm going to write my own demo because mm-hmm. that my favorite part is like knowing the demo that I, I wrote um, in general. And in, in, but if you like the demo, like, you know, remix it a little bit, write it from scratch and go that route. But to me, it was always about the story uh, mm-hmm. when I get going. So we're not, you know, we don't talk about the technical part of it, about what my favorite part of presenting is, is telling a story is, is why do you need this? Why is this so important? And I don't get to do it for all of my, my, my presentations that I give, but I have this big story about how I got started with mobile development, how I had just two months, you know, and I always kind of roll that in somehow. You do an autobiography in every single presentation. Exactly. A little, well, not, not necessarily, <laughs> but I have some, I have some personal stories, like, you know, what, what yeah. motivated me, how can it apply to that topic? So when I was giving a, a, a presentation, just even around, let's say mobile search or connected applications, I'll throw in a personal story about, um, why connectivity and even lack of connectivity is so important. Like, yeah, when I travel, I'm on a plane two weeks of a, of the, of the year, right? I mean, literally in the sky. And when I was in Costa Rica, I had no internet connectivity at all. So it was kind of important. <laughs> this that is an important my, topic. <laughs> this is an important topic. This is pertinent. Like, this is important to me. And that this would be one important. Of my first presentations also was, hey, networking's hard and connectivity's hard. <laughs> yeah. This is hard problems we should be solving. Exactly. So I always like to craft that story. When I, when I started at Xamarin, I actually worked with a presentation coach, um, Terry, wow. um, which was cool. With you in the shape. Okay. Yeah, well, I had one day, so it was like one day of training, um, which was good. And I had already had my slide deck together, already knew what I was going to be presenting. And to be honest, we spent about six hours on the first five minutes of the presentation, Yeah, which, which was that story, kind of reeling it in. Um, so what are we talking about here? Are we talking about when you're coming out and first introducing yourself? I, I guess maybe we should talk about like the different stages of giving a presentation. Yeah. But to me, there's always um, there's waiting for people to show up. Mm-hmm. Then there's like the very first words that you say. And that's kind of where you're just pitching everyone on, hey, wake up, <laughs> let's go do this thing together. And yeah. then you kind of get into the presentation. Yeah. And so, yeah, those first five minutes I could see you spending a lot of time on. Yeah, they're important. I, I, I approach them differently based on where I'm at, uh, for the first like few months. Uh, and I still do this to this day, actually. I don't, I never open with, hi, my name is James or I'm, you know, I'm James, blah, blah, blah. But you do have an autobiography. I do. I I open up usually with a story (laughs) a little bit (laughs) or about what we're going to talk about today. I never have an agenda. I never have an agenda. I hate agendas. Hold open. Just go straight in. I just go for well, it. Well, you have an intro, but it's still kind of a cold open. Yeah, it's it's like just having like an intro. Maybe that's the story, and then I'll loop back to who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. gotcha. P- people already know who you are because it's Do literally they, on the first I, slide. I often wonder about that. Like, I, I used to put the slide of credentials up. Have you ever had people oh, do this to you? Like, yeah, here's yeah. my GitHub account. Here's my Twitter account. Please go check these all right now, and then they flash to the next slide. So yeah, you don't, like, see any of it? I so think that, that I don't know what to do with that stuff. That slide's important. So how I mix that in is usually I like do this story. Now, people may not know who Frank Krueger is, right? But they know that they are going to see Frank Krueger. They know know the name. Hopefully at least the name. They know the name, hopefully at least, or it's at least on the slide that's there. Now, when the slide of credentials, I mean, I'm all about minimalistic slides. I really, I do have one slide that I have photos on. It's like, hey, I, I live in Seattle. I love coffee. I love coding. Here's a bunch of places you can find me. 
And that goes towards the beginning, if my memory serves, in that, your presentations. Yeah, that goes in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, get it out of the way. Get it out of the and way. you're not leaving it to the end, and mm-hmm. you're not expecting people to write anything down? No, sometimes people take a photo of that. I'll okay, uh, so talk about merge it. conflict yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Throw it in there. Um, <laughs> Gotta promote the podcast. It's very important. Yeah, but I don't say, hey, follow me on Twitter, follow me on GitHub. I'm like, hey, this is this is where you can find me. I'm not a YouTuber yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm here. You can find me. These slide decks are available. Um, and then I go into what we're going to talk about um, for the for the session. So let's talk about that part, the content, and how we uh, come up with it. I'm actually a little bit jealous of you because implicitly in what you were saying earlier, you get to reuse presentations or you get to present them multiple times so you can really refine them over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the and first then, presentation I did on the .NET Rocks Roadshow, I presented like 15 times. <laughs> And, and I, I can see how that that could be tedious, but at the same time, I'm completely jealous because mine tend to be one-offs. I mm-hmm. write it once, I present it once, and hopefully it got recorded to video because otherwise it's gone. Yes, that's actually pretty big. I actually, a lot of presenters I've talked to recently, they're pushing towards everything being recorded. Please, yes. <laughs> Which is okay. But here's what I'll say is, if you can reuse your content, totally do. I mean, because here's yeah. the thing. I've given an intro presentation to Xamarin 500 times. Yeah, <laughs> and, but that that one, that's understandable. A, a yeah. tutorial. You, you're teaching people. I, I kind yeah, of but, teaching from philosophizing, but okay. Yeah, but I mean, let's say you give a topic on F-sharp, right? I mean, that totally applies. Like, to me, what I don't want to discourage people is, let's say you come up with a great presentation. Like, I love this. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. You present it at one conference, and you're like, all right, cool. Well, you know, I'm, that one's done. One and done. Yeah. My, my theory yeah, my theory is that no one's seen that. The only people that have seen it go in expecting that the only people that have ever seen that presentation are the people in that room, even if I've done recorded stuff. So and you're probably right. It's probably inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's probably right. I mean, you could go to different user groups, things like that. Like people are there to learn. They they go to that session. So I think it's totally great to to reuse content for a bunch of time yeah, think- and ev- evolve the content. You just kind of convinced me. I, I, I don't know why I had it in my mind that I absolutely couldn't reuse this stuff. It's because that's I mean, what everyone thinks. Yeah. That's what I, thought. I, I even got to the point where I'm like, maybe I'll do my own recordings of them and put them on YouTube or something. At least get them out that way. Yeah. But the truth is, I actually do like presenting. So it'd be nice to be able to practice presenting, you know, the actual performance side of presenting. Yeah. Content that you know inside and out. Yeah. And then what I do is I change the demos at least, you mm. know, two to three times a year. Keep just yourself sane. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's just a, a James sanity. I don't want to do hello world a thousand times over and over and over and again. <laughs> yeah. They usually revolve around coffee, but, um, you know, <laughs> I, I love that too. Um, I think I failed to do it in this presentation that I'm coming up with, but I do love it when presenters pick a theme. Mm. I was watching a machine learning presentation and I'm sorry, I'm totally forgetting their name, but they chose Star Wars as the domain and they mm. built a social graph of all the characters in Star Wars. I like that. It's a very clever idea just to keep people engaged because you can throw up great GIFs from time to time or GIFs, whatever they are. You can put those up from time to time. You can make lots of little jokes. So it's great having that little theme. And so I'm actually, I love that you have your coffee theme. I do. And I, I read like some, I read the comments from people that, you know, like rate or whatever. And they're like, wow, James really likes his coffee. And it's like, true. Like, I love coffee. You play it up too. Like, it's fun yeah. to play it up. It's yeah. a good, 
it's performance. We have to admit that we're entertaining people out there a bit too. Well, exactly. I think that that's a big thing to remember is that um, when you're presenting or like when I'm presenting, people are going to remember 10, 20% of maybe what you. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Well, comprehend a like, you know, even understand the words out of your mouth. I'm going for like 50% and then retaining, I'm going for like 10%. Yeah. And it's important. You can and ask even for the simple other. things. I want to make that clear to people. Yeah. A, don't make your presentations overly technical or if they are, they should be very isolated to one subject and yeah. deep dive into that one subject. But in general, don't present too many details because people can't hold details in their head for too long. You got to present strong big topics and back them up with details but emphasize the topics oh i agree i agree that's totally i mean to me that's like the biggest thing that you can do is just give me one or two things that i can digest because mm -hmm. i'm going to go take this back to the office later and write a report on it and i have a little checkbox i don't want to be <laughs> taking writing a novel on your presentation yeah. um which is something the presentations actually, that are just code, code, yeah. code. And you're just like, I can't hold all this in my head. There's I no went, <laughs> I went to a great session that I thought I was going to love, which was TypeScript for JavaScript developers or TypeScript for C sharp developers or oh, something like that. Yep. Okay. Right up your alley. And it was all about TypeScript. I was like, Oh cool. I'm a C sharp developer. I want to learn TypeScript. Yeah. And the opening, this dude crushed it. He had me sold on TypeScript. That's all uh -huh. I'm ever going to write. Okay. And then he's like, all right, now I'm no longer going to have any slides. Everything is in code. Oh, okay. So then you got bored for oh. 40 minutes or something, right? Oh, I got so confused because he started confused. pulling in. He started pulling in libraries and like these classes and he would refactor his oh, code. Libraries that'll confuse any new <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? You know, and it wasn't. <laughs> Let me introduce you to NPM and this whole ecosystem of billions of lines of JavaScript code. <laughs> Exactly. And, th and that was my problem is he's, you know, there was, he was making like an HTTP REST call and wasn't really relating it back to C sharp. So mm -hmm. to me, he's like, I got to pull in this library and this library and here's all this JavaScript and this. And I was just like, oh, I don't know what you're doing, dude. Just like, tell me, simplify it. I brought in a library that's going to help me make a RESTful service call. Show okay, me how cool. to list all the coffee shops in Seattle ordered by my location. Please. Done. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only demo I want. Yeah. And, and I, I think that people have done really successful all coding sessions. So don't be like, For sure. Oh. I, I yeah. went to one that I actually really enjoyed. It was um, optimizing this one <laughs> six, seven line C++ function mm. or C function even. So first slide one was the C function. And the, the next slide was let's make it faster. And it was 15 minutes of just banging on this one function of removing like every little bottleneck you can possibly find on it. And it was just slide after slide of code, but there was a story to it. He told us like, we're going to do a goal. We have this piece of code. We are going to make it faster. Here's how we're going to do it. And stepped us through that process. Yeah. And it was engaging, but not sure everyone can pull that off or it's suitable for every topic. It's hard. You know, there's a lot of different presenters and even me, I've gone back and forth. Should I live code? Should I not live code? Because yeah. it's essential. Like you really want to, you as a presenter, me at least, I don't know how you feel, Frank, but I want to like prove myself. I want to be like, look, you can like, look, I know what I'm doing. I want to show you. Look, oh, look, heck look. no, 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 sir. I like to Put prove the ego it. at the door. <laughs> Check the ego. <laughs> And no, you're not yeah. up there to prove anything to the audience. You are there to communicate ideas to the audience, introduce them to new concepts they might not have thought about before, remind them of old concepts and tie those all together. 
It's true. You are a robot. You have no emotions. It's not <laughs> it, true. But don't try to prove anything. Don't try to prove how smart you are to the yeah. audience. Nothing. Because there's always going to be someone smarter in the audience. And if they take that as a challenge, you'll be crushed. Yeah. And, and what's important is that what I've, what I've almost uh, always noticed is that, well, I like to like prove and show live coding. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily required. If you can just explain code and if have comments. It, right. Like if, if looking at slide after slide of code you don't get what's actually happening, then the live code can be useful. If if seeing it constructed is useful, then yeah, do it. Yeah. But if the construction of the code isn't important, then eh, maybe skip it if you're like me. (laughs) Yeah, it, 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 it may not be important. And even if there is live code, you have to... In my blog post that I wrote, I think it was last year sometime, it was to to live code or not to live code, is that, Mm. you know, one of my recommendations was to not do full presentations in live coding because you're prone at that point to typos. You're then prone to people yelling and saying, oh, you missed a semicolon. Um, And even if you're a fantastic programmer, programming on the stage is very difficult. I just mm -hmm. one person looking over my shoulder and I turn into a complete idiot. I I program all day long. I promise I'm a good typist. But the moment someone starts watching me, it all falls apart. Yeah. So I I say like simplify it. You have code, uncomment it, bring in a snippet. Yeah, that's a nice trick. Yeah. Bring in a snippet. I like snippets. Snippets are cool. They don't seem to work well on the Mac, though. It seems like a great Visual Studio feature. Yeah, Visual Studio has nice snippets. A lot of people use like GitHub branching and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Don't do that. That's horrible. I I, have a lot of overhead. Yeah, people are like, all right, now I'm going to like go to the next step and the next step. I was like, oh, you're, you're confusing because you're opening and you're you're inserting another whole mm-hmm. thing for no reason. I like one presentation I managed to pull off. Um, I decided, well, instead of commenting and uncommenting code, I would actually use inheritance and still <laughs> like start with a very simple object and just build on it and build on it and build on it. By the end, I had like the 23rd child derived class but it was fully functional was gorgeous and each step had just a very small amount of code that you could really look over and uh, make it look good so i was like huh i just introduced kind of a neat little architecture i completely <laughs> abused the object-oriented system but it worked out in the presentation too and i actually had compliments on it nice I'm I saying like everyone that. can pull that off but come up with something if you're not whatever too thrilled with live coding come up with some trick to help you through it yeah exactly i mean and also if you're gonna do a lot of practicing ahead of time you can always record yourself playback video snippets you can i've seen those be super successful where i've seen like jimmy bogart he did an awesome presentation on like sql and sqlite and sql databases and stuff and it was all slides and it was awesome and i saw other proof I don't want you to jump over that too quickly. So cue what you're saying in your head. Um, recording uh, live coding, I think that's actually really brilliant because then you can fast forward through it, edit out the parts that are dumb where you make a mistake, and then you can just be up there narrating it and you can crack jokes. I think that's fun. Yeah, correct. So you can be like, here's where I'm doing this, where I'm doing that. And it's it's kind fun of... of yourself. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know if I like it or hate it or whatnot, but it, it does bring out one thing. When I talk about live coding, and well, we, we've probably talked about it for a little bit too long, is that... <laughs> Um, when you're at conferences, you can't really rely on anything. You can't rely on internet working. Um, you can't rely on my PC talking to my Mac successfully. I mean, I have to carry around. Uh, I don't even even trust know. the video connectors. <laughs> no, I, yeah, bring all of the connectors all the time. Um, yeah. 
every i have a, a like my bag is like 10 pounds of adapters you have a pretty sweet bag yeah uh so so that's another thing too is demo failures and and trying to come out of demo failures which is making fun of the you know situation a little bit and you know um be light with it and don't sit there for 10 minutes you know trying to fiddle with your demo if it doesn't work it doesn't work it happens people people understand um correct don't me if bl- i'm wrong because i don't do too many live demos but i i imagine if you practice it two or three times you've basically run into pretty much every error you're going to run into i mean aside from like the network or you know lightning yeah. striking the building you're going to run into like every little mistake right yeah totally i mean you totally can um when you're demoing through and practicing but yet random things may occur that are out of your control <laughs> sure. what if you're presenting and you know dying gets a ddos attack and brings down your entire demo <laughs> oh i never thought about that that'd be terrible it totally happens scott hanselman was on stage <laughs> was recently he? Yeah, if anyone can handle it, it's Scott. Yeah, you should go watch his Ignite um, one. He was demoing some Azure functions for this website, and uh, he was talking about how you can easily increase the scale. Never use the word easily. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Never use the words of course or obviously. Obviously. You're just insulting someone. And he he had the URL up, Uh and... um, he goes, well, this is interesting because the, the whole like Azure portal was bringing to its knees trying to gather <laughs> information about the site. And he's like, well, I can investigate what's going on. And he went to like the incoming requests and there was like 1.5 million requests in the last two minutes. What? <laughs> yeah. His... Wow. People were bombing it, you know, and um, which is mean. You shouldn't do that. But that yeah, could be. I don't be... think most of us have to deal with that, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what I like to say is. I, I don't blame the demo gods. That's what a lot of people like to blame it on. I just say, listen, I'm not sure why it's not working. It, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm just not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Continue on. Say that. Don't feel like you have to be um, uh, narrating the whole thing or mumbling to yourself. You can take a moment of quiet, but, yeah. you know, perk up every 30 seconds and say, I'll give this 10 more seconds yeah. <laughs> and then I'll just, we'll move yeah. on. Yeah, give and it a minute. Willing to move on. Yeah. Two minute max. You don't want to lose the audience. So just carry on. Yeah. Yeah. The moment they start checking Twitter, they'll never stop. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> kind of hold them from the beginning. Yeah. And and it's and it's interesting. I think when you go up and you present for the first few times, like you're gonna I like to practice when I got started, I would practice in front of um, friends or just mm-hmm. in front of myself in front of a mirror, kind of presenting, because you're gonna do a lot of little things. You're gonna you're gonna T Rex your arms and put your arms up, yeah. or you're gonna wiggle back and forth or walk around, and you don't want to do that. You want to. We call it a power pose, which power is just pose. yeah. Put your hands by your side and stand there awkwardly. Oh, okay. That's the power pose. Yep. You just stand okay. straight mm-hmm. with your hands on your side. Got it. And you're done. You keep your clicker <laughs> down there. <laughs> you just hold that position. Hold the position. You will so actually. Oh, go ahead. You'll actually see me do this in real life. So, Frank, when you and I are talking, I will note it in the future. Yeah, I just do the power pose, and if you can practice, kind of just literally standing still, which is the hardest thing for our bodies to do, it is very We're natural. All swaying. All we want to, even when I'm recording this podcast, I want to sway away from this microphone. Exactly. You you want to stand still, and the reason you want to do that is because you don't want to draw attention to yourself. Hmm. unless you want them to like if you want a big motion make it big right make it big yeah. hands up big I've heard scott hanselman say if you want their attention just start walking across the stage just wake them up <laughs> yeah exactly but if you're walking back and forth the stage the entire time yeah, no pacing no pacing <laughs> don't pace it never look at the like, worst thing that you could do whenever now we're talking about presenting tips 
The worst thing you can do is, I think Frank asked me, like uh, you were asking me earlier, if you should point at the screen with the laser. Yeah, don't do that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> no, that's out of vogue. <laughs> that's out of vogue. No, don't. You have the you have the clicker, the Logitech clicker, and that's fine. Okay. But don't look at the screen. Like never turn around and look at the screen. Like never oh, turn really? your back. Oh, I love doing that. You can't turn your back to the audience. It's just rude. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Just rude. Um, if you want to make a big thing, like there's some slides that have some code on it that I like to show. And sometimes I'll jump down off stage. Like this is a big moment. I'm jumping off stage. I'm like, this is important code and this is important code. And I'll point it on the screen instead of using a pointer. And I just like to get active sometimes. <laughs> but, um, you know. Okay. To, to everyone's varying level of extrovertness. <laughs> exactly. Do that. But, but you know let, what? let's swing around to one part, yeah. though. Um, the practicing part. I'm not quite up to your level of um, practicing in front of the mirror. But I have tried to remove most of my vocal ticks mm. and you can just repeat i recommend just repeating the first five minutes again i don't know why we keep going back to that but just keep repeating the first five minutes of the presentation to yourself or out loud i should say yeah look like a crazy person in your hotel room just say it out loud and just c- keep repeating that until a it's baked into your head and b you're just comfortable with it like you can just do it at any point and you're comfortable with what you're saying you don't want to be winging the first five minutes you can wing the rest yeah and I don't even have presenter notes anymore. I Oh God, I used to. I, I used to have such detailed ones. Mm-hmm. But I think that gets along with the um, don't put all the information on the slides either. Like don't flood people with information. If you have presenter notes, that means you have some very details that you absolutely cannot hold into your head. I mean, maybe they're for people later, but I was using them as a crutch and I would just start reading them. And there is nothing worse than a presenter reading their notes. Yeah. And if you're going to do if you're going to do presenter notes, just put bullet points and say, listen, I'm not going to have any more than three bullet points. And those can only be five words, Mm -hmm. Um, because what you should be doing, too. And let's say you're a little bit nervous on stage. I mean, I'm nervous on stage still. And it's been three years and Mm -hmm. you totally get nervous. It's a presentation. Yeah. If you're taking it seriously, you should get your nerves up a little bit. And, And what you can do is a good rule of thumb is we talk about the power pose, but put yourself put yourself um Put, sorry, put your computer and your slides between you and the audience. And this is a good practice because that'll stop you. If you're always in between the computer and the audience when you're presenting, one, you always have a line of sight to your current slide. Very mm-hmm. important. Um, and then that means you're not moving around, you know, the stage because you want to be able to always see what's on you have home base, a kind of home. focal point. Yeah, there you go. It's super important. Um, and yeah, and I, I'm a big fan of less words, more pictures, mm-hmm. pictures. <laughs> pictures, pictures, diagrams, cats. What are we talking? Anything. I mean, if it gets the point across, I mean, there's a, there's a plethora of free websites where you can get icons and things like that for your mobile apps or for your slide decks, you know, to clip art. Yeah. Yeah. Clip art. Just, you know, um, if you're using uh, gifs or gifs or however you, however you like to pronounce it, <laughs> um, you just give correct attribution to where you found it at. I, it's a little bit more important for Thanks me. Thanks for reminding me to do that. I, I've gotten pretty laxed with that. Yeah. It's bad. Bad practice. Yeah. But if, if you're using some images, things like that, just, hey, this is where Especially I got it. Diagrams from. and technical content. Please give credit. <laughs> yeah. Give credit. Um, and if you are presenting stuff like, yeah, make it personal. Make it what you love, I guess. That makes it the easiest, but. that's me it just occurred to me too i have one more thought on um turning your back on the audience and where to look in general i like to look at the audience like actually make eye contact with members of the audience but a few pro tips here um 
you can kind of get a feeling right away if the person's an introvert or not, if they look away from you immediately. <laughs> yeah. And don't obsessively look at them if they don't want to look back at you. Look at multiple people. Don't fixate on one person. Otherwise, I don't know. It's just awkward. <laughs> Scan know? the room a little bit. Yeah, look around. Try to make eye contact with each part of the room. Try to make jokes that, you know, if you notice that one part reacts to a certain kind of joke and not another. Yeah. You know, yeah, play the room. <laughs> yeah, and and when you talk about when I talked about putting the computer in between you, just because the computer is there doesn't mean that you should only look at the computer. Um, and if you have presenter well, notes, don't, you'll look too detached. Exactly. And if you feel as though you're going to fall into that trap, in your presenter notes, put a little note that says "Look up." <laughs> <laughs> that's right too I, I i meant to say that too uh jokes jokes are okay jokes are great. notes too because you you are going to be nervous up there and you might forget that like oh i had this great one liner last night <laughs> yeah. so put those into the presentation notes just so you don't forget them if you get a little nervous and if thing goes if my favorite thing is you know I, I, visual studio may crash from time to time like ides <laughs> crash things happen um yeah. And make a joke about it. Like, I remember when early on we were having some just weird integrations. I was on some alpha branches and some weird builds. And VS would crash every once in a while. I'm like, you know what? Well, you know, my favorite part of Visual Studio, super reliable and boots super quick. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, you just you flip it around and have some of those zingers there. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. The I love this. I mean, it, I, I guess I said this about practicing the presentation, but if you actually know what you're talking about and actually use the tools that you're using, you're probably used to them crashing. You know all the ways they're going to crash. So don't stress out about it. Like, just this would have happened in the normal workday too. What would you do under those circumstances? Yeah. Yeah. And if it, if it happens for more than a few minutes, just like go on to the next thing. Like, yeah. well, you know, the code's there, the things are there, you're fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's good. I think it's fun. The more you do it, the more you're going to like it is kind of my how I've gotten to it, because I like to then do like very random, you know, topics that I'm super interested in. And and, and since I'm using the tools and I'm interested in the topic, I just have fun with it. And yeah. you were talking about earlier, I want to bring it back up that it, I don't want people to be shied away that, yeah, there's going to be people that are that may be smarter than you in the room. I'm definitely not the smartest one in the room. Always are. There's okay. always are. Um you'll very rarely, hardly ever get someone calling you out or heckling. And if they do, that's very oh, rude. No. And that person should leave. Um, just to be honest, that's very rude. It, it, it is, but it, it can also be intimidating. I, I've yeah. noticed a problem with a lot of new presenters is they don't know how to handle someone. Uh, another recurring one is people who are a little bullying with their questions. They're trying to be a little soapboxy, so they're mm. saying one thing and they're on their platform. You ha kind of have to learn to deal with those people, but don't stress out about them. Treat them like you would treat any person like that on the street and just say, well, thank you for your input. I'm going to continue now. Yeah, I'm going to continue. I'll take the questions at the end. Yeah, that's that's the, code word for please shut up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but also realize that, you know, What's interesting is I've heard a lot of people come and they're like, I'm James, I'm getting ready to present. I'm just, you know, I've been doing Xamarin for two years. I'm just, I don't know if I'm an expert enough in this topic or oh, something like that. Okay. Yeah, you totally are. Everyone, 80% yeah. of the people are going to be brand new to this topic. They're here to learn this topic. You have two years of experience. Yeah, people who are professionals in a topic field, I don't know if they always go to the intro topics on that field. So the yeah. people going to the intro talks, FYI, are there to learn something. So don't yeah. worry about that. They'll learn. I, I used to say I could learn anything. I could learn something from anybody. Like no matter what they had to say, you'll learn something. So 
flip that around and say that they will learn something from you no matter what. Don't worry about it. Oh, absolutely. I still go to, you know, intro topics. I still go to other things. I'm always learning new stuff all the time, even when, you know, even when I go to a Xamarin session, like, yeah, that's cool. You know, I'm still learning. Even just people's style I'll I'll learn from, like, how do they move around in an IDE? That's something always fun about the code demos, going back to those, is I, I... because I work by myself so much, I'm always interested to see how other people work. So I love to see how people get around in IDEs and things like that. Yeah, don't use your keyboard, use your mouse. That's a pro tip. Really? Well, yeah, so there's I, a whole episode topic right there. <laughs> it, it's, it's so, so, so here's some IDE tips. Like we have some, I have some tips and tricks. I'm going to post my blog post in here so I won't harp too much on them. Okay. But there's like the general, like one, put, turn off your notifications on your machine. Close every application that's not pertinent. Um, for me, I always use light themes. I use very big fonts, like font 20 oh, size. Even in my presentation, all code snippets, everything is above 32 point. If you're doing a 1024 by 768, I never go below that number. You're just doing a disservice to everyone. Yeah. But keep the important content in the top three quarters because you're going to mm-hmm. have heads in the way. Keep the content somewhat centralized because people are going to be at weird angles. Yep. I use Zoom tools a lot. Um, there's a Zoom. I need to learn that. Which, yeah, one, which one do you use? So based on, if you're on the Mac, it's built into the accessibility. There's Zoom. And then you can just like hold down option and use two fingers, swipe in and out. Okay. It's great. Um, and then I've actually been using, I used to use Zoom it on the PC all the time, but now I just use magnifier because it's built in. It's pretty good. Right. Okay. Good enough. Helps you move around. That's great because... I even sometimes do it when I'm like, this is super important. Or like sometimes the IDEs, you can't make things bigger. So, mm-hmm. Or you just want to remove the distractions. Don't look at all mm-hmm. that other code. Just focus in on this point here. Focus on, on this window. Exactly. That's what I like to do. And then... Um, I almost want like a vignetting feature now. now that <laughs> <through>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many like little tiny things. Uh, do not install new versions of your IDE the day or week or month before the presentation. Yes, <laughs> have a don't very do that. Stable machine. Have your. I personally use my personal machine as much as I can, if for no other reason because I trust it. I know what's installed on it. I know how it behaves. Yeah, so, I, like I know to tr- not everyone's comfortable using their personal machines. Yeah, I use my personal machine too. I turn off all the mm-hmm. extensions. I don't install any Visual Studio, I you know things, but like people have Code Rush and Resharper and all this junk. Oh sure. Yeah. I like to go down to what the default install is like that's going to be the good stuff that's what people well if you need a 500 hour tool to help you out during a presentation maybe you should simplify the presentation that's true that's true yeah <laughs> keep it simple people simple keep it simple i think so and then people are going to learn they're going to take it away i i have fun I feel like yeah. i'm lecturing here but really I, I just want everyone to know i'm i'm yelling this all to myself right now so when i say keep it simple people i'm saying that to myself keep it simple frank listen you yeah. are your own worst critic i have that in my blog post you totally are you're gonna you're gonna think you're gonna practice frank's probably practice and practice he's like oh i don't know it's doing like is it good like it's probably great if you think it's terrible it's probably amazing <laughs> We'll move on from that. We'll do the oh. psychoanalysis in the next episode. <laughs> That's good. I mean, if you're having fun and you're an expert, and I think that, you know, I, I always think that I go off stage and I'm like, I don't know what people thought, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm always happy when uh, a few people want to chit chat afterwards. I love it when people ask hard technical questions after the presentation, too. That's yeah. when I feel like you actually got through to some. Yeah, I think so. And 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 try to make it, I always, I always like to have a summary slide um, but very small bullet points. Like some people have a summary slide that's like a document. Never have a document on a slide. <laughs> yeah. 
but I like to have a, like a bullet point. Here's the main takeaways. And like, here's the source code. Like I've learned, I've, I've learned my lesson. I'm still guilty to it sometimes where mm-hmm. I don't put like, here's where you can find this slide deck. Here's where you can find mm-hmm. this source code. Like here's where you can find the blah. Here's the blah. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget it. People love that. People and love and it. it is good, especially when someone writes you an email two years later about the presentation and you don't remember anything. You're just like, uh, go to those code things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, James, this has been fantastic. This, this um, I was want? actually feeling a tiny bit nervous and now I'm actually feeling really excited. I can't wait to go up there and I don't know. What? Crush it. Wow, people. Crush it. Crush it. I'm gonna not going to say crush it. Gonna go I'm going to not disappoint people. How about that? I'm going to not You're disappoint gonna... them like they've been never not disappointed before. They're going to love it. You're going to be awesome. And honestly, I think that I think presenting is so much fun. Um, I used to be and I still am an introvert to some extent. I never thought I'd be presenting and mm-hmm. I love it. People that do it. I totally put myself in the introvert camp. And yeah, I still like presenting too. Yeah. Small, small amounts of socialization. It's good. I think everyone should present just because like you just said, like someone will always learn something and it's cool because they're like, well, I learned that from you. You know, I think that that's when it teach them, but they'll learn something. (laughs) They'll learn something. So cool. Well, Frank, good luck on your, on your session. I don't know if it's going to be recorded, but if it is, I'll throw it in the show notes later. Um, Okay. Sounds good. For sure. But uh, yeah, this has been super fun. I'm so glad that you're presenting more and more and more. I'm going to just rope you into more sessions. It's mostly laziness. I love presenting. Good. Good. All right. Is there anything else, Frank, you want to wrap up before we get out of here? No, that's that's, I'm I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Thank you for your help, master. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been Merge Conflict. I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Kruger. Thanks for listening.